Hey, DJ Ronimez here. Let you know of a slight editing note. Uh, we were into some technical issues with the podcast, so within like the first 10 or 15 minutes, give or take, we ran into some audio problems. Audition was giving me issues about storage space, so I had to pause a little bit, take care of some stuff to get things up and running. So right after that, it's smooth sailing. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. See you next time. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 138. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. We are live tonight, week of November 5th, 2013. We are live on the VOG Network Tuesdays at 9.30pm Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 1. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Uh, chat clients, uh, hold on, let me, let me stop this before it goes ahead and goes into the, into the background. We don't need that, okay? If you have a chat client, you can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash network. There is a link there, so if you have Merc, XChat, or Chatzilla, you click on it, it'll bring you right into the chat. Or you can just go to Live.VogNetwork.com and chat that way. Or if you just want to write it down the old-fashioned way, you can use IRC.GameSurge.net, and the chat room is Vog. Um, let me go ahead and turn on the check-ins now three two one let's jam check-ins are now live so go on in check into the show earn points get them get them points up there to sort of like how you say points when you play on xbox live that's all the more you listen the more points you get so that's pretty much the gist of it plus i have some news in regards to vog network coming up shortly but in the meantime how is everybody meh yeah. And this is odd. We are massive bastions of motivation and enthusiasm, aren't we? Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> well, god damn it, um. Audition. What happened? Uh, no, it's telling me that my E drive is running out of space, so I have to, um. It's recording the podcast, but I have to tell it to go ahead and find another drive to put the temporary cache on. It's a good thing I have, like, two external drives I can do this shit with. <laughs> Christ. So, um. While, while, while I go ahead and fix this, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, my week's been boring, mostly. Just, uh, work and such. Mm-hmm. My paycheck came in two days earlier, like on a Sunday, because, uh, A, it's direct deposit, so just shut up my account, and B, election day was today. Okay. I forgot I forgot that it was a federal holiday right. for a sec. Okay, hold that thought for one second. I'm going, I'm going, all right, hold on for one second. I am going to temporarily stop, hold on, okay, all right. It's still going to do its thing. It's going to constantly remind me that it's running out of disk space. So, 
I'll just I'll I'll just risk it. So anywho, didn't mean to interrupt. Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Like I said, mostly it's just work and such. Today's election day, so my mm-hmm. direct deposit came in two days early, which was kind of good because I was in a negative again and I wasn't worried about getting slammed with another overdraft fee. So thankfully that didn't happen. Trust me, I know I know that feeling of overdraft fees. I just kind of had to talk to my bank about that. Other than that, I've just been, <coughs> pardon me, mm-hmm. playing through uh, Pokemon Hex. That's good. I'm surprised Direct Deposit actually happens on the weekends. It's not really a bank holiday. Yeah, I found it odd too, but uh, mm. I was just going to roll with it. Fair enough. I'm on a victory road right now. I got through all eight badges. What? Well, how long did it take you to get all eight badges? Um... I always like to take my time and, like, explore everything and, you know, go for certain Pokemon. So I got about 43, 44 hours played already. Hmm. It would, it, I'm just kind of like a typical player in that regard. Yeah. So those claims that people have been getting through the game in, like, one day are most likely completely unsubstantiated. You know, they're cheating. Well, that yeah, too. Much, yeah. Well, maybe uh, they're not cheating. I mean, if you love a game enough, you'll sit there and play the fuck out of it. I mean... That's what I've been doing. I'm playing the fuck out of this I, thing. I'm kinda... Yeah, but you also have work and things like that. I take it to work, and I play when it, it gets slow. Hell, it's a 3DS. It fits in my pocket. Uh, Fair enough. I mean... Not like earlier when I had my computer with me to finish. Okay, everything looks to be on the up and up, and you know what? I I blame the the the, the, the semi talented people over at Understation Live for this. Thank you, Travis. You jinxed us. This is your fault. You'll be hearing from my lawyer. Um, I am represented by um, Juju and Ro- and Lowenstein, so you'll be hearing you'll be you'll be hearing from them sh- soon enough, good sir. Soon enough. So any. Let, let's continue on. And the funny thing is, I purposely cut down the list of articles so we wouldn't run late so I can go to bed at a reasonable time. Not to have time to edit shit and leave at the normal time. To- wasn't expecting that. Really was not. Alright, so, Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um, I basically worked a lot. Swing low. I, I've, yeah, I finished my nine days straight. Um, How was, hard have you hit the bottle after uh, working that hard? I I went and got myself um, some orange juice so I could make a screwdriver and made myself a glass and poured too much vodka into it so I had to get a bigger glass and too much orange vodka. juice. Perish the thought. I, yeah, know, I know, right? So I had to get a bigger glass and pour more orange juice <laughs> in it. It was more like right. this for Mako Chan. She walked into the front steps, took her sneakers off, and went to Daima. Thunk! Fell right on her face. You no. must be glad that Halloween's over now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is this still your favorite holiday? Oh, I love Halloween. Wow. I just, the, the people that I work for do such a complete back-ass-words job of what they do mm-hmm. and instead of getting the extra help that we needed 
especially when he knows that one of the women that works there will um, continue to call out constantly. Um, <clears throat> he didn't get that help, so we were working. I mean, I worked uh, almost 60 hours. One of the women worked almost 70 hours. God damn. Yeah. <coughs> Ouch. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's... He just, he runs us ragged. And, like, to be nice and to show his appreciation, he went and got all the ladies' uh, gift cards for the nail place next door as a thank you and to do all that stuff. So, I mean, that was nice of him. But at the same time, like, he says that he did not realize that he put me on for nine days straight, which I call BS to because... I had told him when I was at seven days, he's like, oh, you look really tired. I'm like, yeah, this is my seventh day and I still have two more days. And he didn't say anything about it. And then the next day, he's like, oh, did you get any rest? I said, no, because I had to be here. I'm on eight days. I have one more day. So on the ninth day, um, he let three people go home early. You weren't one of them? I was not one of them. I was livid. And because I was so tired and overly hormonal because of female things, um, I basically started tearing up. And the woman that I was working with that t at that time, she actually went up to the boss and said, you need to send her home. And basically said that he told him to his face that he was an asshole for letting three other people go home earlier than I did. But, and the fact that I worked nine days straight. And, like, the final thing was, at the end of it, like, I had been working my ass off that day. And it was an almost 10-hour day for me, working my ass off. And then the last half hour, he wanted me to go around the, go around the store cleaning instead of letting me go home early. So after basically being yelled at by one of my coworkers, he came over and he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that you were working nine days straight. You need to tell me these things because I'm absent-minded. And I'm thinking, you dick, you knew I was working nine days straight because I made sure to tell you constantly. Gee, I wonder why I've heard that before. Yeah. So I finally got a day off set on Sunday and I had so much to do and basically did a little laundry and slept and got nothing that I needed to do done and then worked yesterday and was called in early. I was only supposed to work eight hours and was called in early because he needed me to do stuff because nobody else in that store knows how to merchandise. So... Now that he knows that I actually know how to do merchandising and putting all the stuff up, um, he's got me coming in early to merchandise, which is a pain in the ass. That's where you rearrange everything on the shelves, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, 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 look, I'd rather merchandise, because you know what's worse than merchandising? Oh, the thing is, I don't mind merchandising. It's just the fact that I'm doing it on the pay that I'm doing, like, that I get. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't talked to me. He's supposed to be making me a key. 
and I don't mind if he wants to give me a raise and I'll work all these hours and I'll do his merchandising. But right now I'm working for shit pay. As and I'll- yeah, according to the other women that worked there, they got two initial raises when they first started working there and most of them haven't gotten a raise in five years. To quote Alpha Kananagram, merchandising, merchandising, Vogue the flamethrower. There you go. Vogue the DS case. Vogue the cereal. <laughs> yeah, so then I had today off and I was going to be cleaning and all that stuff and had to run out and do some errands out. Like getting my mother's birthday gift and all of that crap. And by the time I got home, I felt like crap. And now my voice is going, and I've been coughing nonstop since then, so I basically made dinner, and then I've done absolutely nothing to do any of the cleaning that needed to be done for this weekend. Hooray! Yeah. Well, we're sorry. No, you're not. No, really, trust me. As many years in retail that I've worked, and the slave, dr- slaves I- slave drivers I've worked for, trust me. I know them feels, bruh. I know them feels. Yeah, the the good thing was, as soon as everybody left yesterday, we had, like, shit customers. So me and the co-worker that basically went and yelled at the boss, we basically sat and played on our cell phones for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, literally for, like, three hours. There were no customers in the store. Everything was completely done. And she's like, I don't normally do this, but I'm exhausted. So she actually pulled out a chair, and I just sat on the floor. Ah, the feeling of sit, getting paid to sit around and do nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's at, a great feeling. Yeah, At Staples, it's called the day after Christmas and the day after New Year's. Because really, who the fuck is coming in to buy shit or return shit? Yeah, and she told me that it's going to be like that until probably January uh, when everybody starts shopping for... New Year stuff, or like the last week of December. Then we'll get hit again, and then after that, we won't get hit again until probably March. Mm, Purim. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> okay, alright. So, as for my week and my day, um, I was kind of figuring out what I was going to do for Halloween, so I said, you know, I'm just going to go to my bar, have a couple of drinks, and go home. But a, a friend of mine messaged a post on Facebook about going to the um, parade. So I was like, you know what? I'll go. I packed my costume and went. Found out that there is a costume contest at work. And I packed uh, cas- my Luigi costume. I didn't have the full things. So I didn't bring the boots or the gloves. I just didn't want to be walking around stomping around in boots. So, so what they do is everybody lines up in front of the receptionist's office and we parade around both floors of the office and get into a costume contest. Now, what was really cool is my supervisor is geeky. So I saw... Now, Mako will probably know the answer to this. So if you saw someone wearing... Um, what do you call those? Not glasses, but um, goggles, uh-huh. lab coat, and heavy gloves. That could be a lot of things. Dr. Insano, uh, Dr. Horrible. There you go, Dr. Horrible. Dexter, from yeah. Dexter's Laboratory. True, but he was... It doc- all depends on the coloring. Yeah, He was Dr. Horrible, and he thought it was cool that I was the only one in the office that knew who he was. Everyone thought he was just a mad scientist. 
So, but then I found out that a couple of years ago, there were, one section of the office did the entire Super Mario Kart group. They actually put that stars on the, on the floor and racetracks. So, that guy who ran it says that next year he wants me to be the Luigi because they're going to do the whole thing again. So, next year we're going to actually have like little carts and just drive around the office and crazy shit like that. Oh, God, that nice. sounds awesome. So, you know, we had the contest, and there was a bunch of girls dressed up as various cupcakes, which was pretty cool. Um, there was this one black dude dressed as uh, uh, Clark Kent, but he liked to call it Clarence Kent. And I was like, well, now, I, I, I got nothing to say about that. But um, then I went to the parade, met up with my friend Kat, and she was the, the guy from A Clockwork Orange. I can't remember his name to say my own. Alex Delage. There you go. And there was two more Alexes in the parade as we were taking pictures. And there oh, was- there was Droogs, too. Nice. Sorry, I love that book and I love that movie. No problem. Real horror show, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to finish posting the rest of the pictures, and thanks, Facebook, for letting everybody know on Twitter I was posting one image at a time. Yeah, that was... Um, that, that was annoying. Yeah, and I apologize for that. And I can't even unlink my Twitter feed from it because it can't pull... It's like, it's a hidden page on Facebook. You can't pull it up. I'm like, son of a bitch. So, but there was some anime cosplay in the parade. I mean, there was a couple of Chun-Li's. There was an Aaron Yeager. Uh, there was an Akuma. It was pretty good. I believe I saw the Blues Brothers, too. Yes, you did. You did see the Blues Brothers. So after that, I went to my local bar, had a couple of drinks, participated in the contest, uh, ducked out before a fight broke out, and made my way home. And then work as normal. And then, funny thing, I've been working there for about, this is like my third week, so I've been there for about three and a half weeks. And I just realized something. Just about every single computer in the office does not have an uh, optical drive. That's bad. Kind of surprising, because yeah, business machines do have CD, DVD drives, but on the same... But, you know, I guess for, like, listening to music or installing software, but the machines are literally that locked down. The USB ports are disabled. Damn. But at least I have my little netbook, and I'm starting to think about bringing my laptop instead of my netbook in, because that netbook is slow as shit, because even with that, running that variant of Linux on there, but whatevs. And the thing is, I went out and bought a freaking wireless N adapter... I can't even get it to connect on the, on the floor I'm on. I can go up... My built-in Wi-Fi connects to the to the 12th to the 13th floor Wi-Fi that, I, that, that we use, but my external cannot. But if I go up to that room, both wireless adapters will connect to it. I'm like, son of a bitch. More proven point that Linksys makes shitty hardware. Hmm. Alright, so... We've abused most of our fluff time here, so I think we should go ahead and get the ball rolling on these articles, so... Sounds good to me. You got that right, and we will be back. I'm 
if you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. I say given the time that I took to kind of fix the recording, get it back up and running, and the number of um, articles that we're covering, I think we're doing, I think we're pretty uh, good on track for time. That's good to know. Yes. Now, as I said, I was going to make a bit of an announcement. It was started off by Bobby over at the Bobby Blackwolf Show. As you know, when you listen to any of the affiliated podcasts with check-ins that are live, such as us, Understation Live, Orange Lounge Radio, and Bobby Blackwolf Show, you get, I think, about five points, you know, for listening, and, you know, it's like, like a gamer score. But now we're going, now they're going to increase the stakes. He calls it a bribe. I call it a contest. So, here's the thing. Every month, Vlog Network will be giving away some cool stuff. Could be a physical prize. Could be a digital prize. But here's how to enter. Just listen to the podcast and check in. Every check-in gives you a point or one raffle ticket towards... um. Winning the prize. This month's prize is a sealed starter deck for Cards Against Humanity. Now, upon hearing about this, everybody got excited about this. But here's the deal. It's for listeners of the Vogue Network and the podcasts that are on this network. So, Vogue Network, website staff, podcast hosts, and immediate families are ineligible to enter. Hundreds will enter, one will win every month. No purchase necessary. And as soon as I get in touch with Mr. Black Wolf, I may have a prize for next month's um, giveaway, So, which would be pretty cool. So let's go ahead and kickstart things off with the, with the articles. And <sighs> Okay, here you go. That made no sense at all. There, thank you, article page. Done. All right. Now, I'm going to take this because... I, I got words to say about this. Bad words? At first, it was going to be bad words, but it's kind of mixed, because this was something that we discussed um, on on my personal uh, Facebook yesterday. At first, I thought I was going to rant and rave. I'm like, mm, okay, I, I, I understand now. You think you know me? Oh, wait. Wrong music, sorry. It's been one of those days. Oh no, that was a good song. Yeah, but I'm am saving it for the um for the next. I know it is. I'm saving it for the next article. So. Oh okay. Yeah. Cosplayer Reika set to make her U.S. debut at Anime Matsuri. Vanguard cosplay artist Reika Arakawa will make her American debut in March 2014 at Anime Matsuri. 
Reika is better known as Japan's most accredited and infamous cosplayers, best known for accurate portrayal of classic male characters. In her cosplay modeling photos, Reika cross-dresses as leading male manga protagonist. Uh, she's done Levy from Attack on Titan, Ren Cohen, and Ren <coughs> Jinguji from Utano Prinsama, and Hal from Hal's Moving Castle. A well-known feature guest of guests of conventions throughout Asia and Europe, Reika has made major appearances in Romania, Singapore, Indonesia, Vietnam, Thailand, Myanmar, China, Malaysia, and the Philippines. This talented artist acknowledges her honorary status as an 18-year veteran of cosplay. Almost two decades long list of experience as a costumer and makeup effects artist. In studying representation of the beloved male stereotype, she has heightened the competition level as she has even learned skills like playing soccer and taking up violin and emulating these characters. Fans have described her as the highest level of cosplay artist there is and have waited with bated breath for her first trip to Americas. And the funny thing is... She's going to get to one of these conventions and... It'll be the same with everyone she meets. I don't you know. know who I am? Wait, who are you? No, 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 not really. Because there are cosplayers that I know that are actually psyched about going to see her at Anami Matsuri. And my first thought is, who is she? Can't be that famous. I never heard of her. And that's just me being a pretentious asshole. But You literally haven't heard of her before? No, I've never. Then again, there are a lot of American cosplayers I've never heard of before. What can I say? Popularity is not a big thing with me. But my thing is this. What got me kind of pissed is that, okay, at cons, there's a lot of American voice actors and actresses, which are cool. They give a lot back to the community. But a lot of cons don't have Japanese voice actresses. But it's like, they can't get the Japanese voice actress, but they will go ahead and get a Japanese cosplayer. So what the fuck? So that that got got me kind of pissed off at in the beginning, but as per through the discussion on my Facebook, it's I said the only reason why most people probably never heard of her, she probably doesn't do TNA cosplay because on my Twitter I'm following like three Japanese cosplayers that do a lot of TNA cosplays. So and that's what it is because she does uh, crossplay. She's not as known as others to show a little. In action, whereas same thing with American cosplayers, there are those who know cosplayers who show off a lot of skin, but then there are cosplayers who've been around who are for just as long, just as skilled, just as talented, but because they don't do revealing cosplays, they're not as known, which is kind of fucked up. I always felt that cosplayers shouldn't be a guest at conventions unless they unless it falls into these categories. Number one. They've been cosplaying for a long time. Maybe 5-10 years, give or take. Number two. There is a wide variety in their cosplays and what they do. Number three. They give back to the community. And by giving back, I mean... They do panels at conventions. They do commissions. They staff. They do stuff that's all-encompassing, you know? That's that's how I kind of look at it. Which you know, which is why I know a few of my friends that have been cosplay um, guests, and I can't get mad at that because I know the stuff they've done. So it's like it's okay. Whereas this one person's been doing costumes and cosplay for like two, three years, hasn't done much, and gets a guest honor status, and it's like, what have you done? You know. Mm Mhm. Now, as we go to um. 
Scarlet, she's like, she says, Seiyu is what got me going to cons in the first place. Her first con was to see Rika Fukami. And for me, I remember going to Animazement for other reasons that I've already mentioned that Chisa Yokoyama was going to be there, and at the time, I was a big fan of hers. I was like, sweet, I get to meet her. So, so um, and as Gamergirl X says, a lot of Congoers don't care about the Japanese seiyu or bands, but the English VAs and others that they can understand. The people that they can relate to, especially at smaller cons. Well, alright. I, I get that. That's a valid point. But it seems like at the a lot of big conventions, not so much per se, you know? It's like, when I started getting into the cons, it was it was mostly Japanese seiyu industry people, and then some English people. Now, it's like, it's total 180 now. And it's at the point where I don't think I'll ever get a chance to see some of my favorite uh, seiyu stateside, unless I travel to Japan or something like that. But, um, Ari, what, what's your opinion? Well, as I said, I don't know very, very many, you know, cosplayers except, you know, mm-hmm. the handful of people, like, I've met either, like, hanging out with you or just, you right. know, through, like, Facebook page or, like, mutual acquaintances. So, <clears throat> not really sure. Like, like you said, and she's been doing this for a long time. You know what she's done. So, it's kind of okay for her to get, like, a guest spot, but... I don't know, it's... I haven't really thought about it a whole lot, honestly, because this is the first I'm hearing that of right. it. But yeah. like like I said earlier, I can imagine her... Like, like, does she have, like, an like an ego about her? Do you know? I have no idea, but for what few people have said, she's really down to earth. Which, that's bonus points in my book. If you know you're this talented, you do all of this, but it's just, like... It's not a big deal to you. You're just doing it for the fun of it. There's that word again. Ooh, the F word. <laughs> I, 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 I would chill and roll and drink with you. That, that's, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I haven't given a whole lot of thought to f- being a famous cosplayer, and uh, I guess this is what it's getting me, huh? <laughs> yeah, and Game Girl X makes another valid point. Different younger fan base in the conventions now. Those who grew up where they could turn on Netflix, get their fill of anime, and they probably never heard the anime in something other than English, which is true. I mean, like, when you get turn on Netflix and you pick, watch an anime, it's like it's either it's going to be in Japanese or it's going to be in English. I, I remember watching Naruto on Netflix in Japanese thinking it was, in, it was going to be in English because it's Netflix. I never Did it at least it. have subtitles? Yeah, it, was, it had subtitles. It had subtitles. Uh, Marco, what's your what's your two cents on this? Marco, Marco, you still with us? Oh wow, Skype muted me. What? Damn, Skype! We have to blame the Skype gods. <clears throat> Damn you, Skype gods! Yeah. Time to rage against the Skype heavens. Mm. Yeah, Skype muted me. Um. But yeah, I'm of the same mind that uh, cosplayers should not be guests. And if you're going to go ahead and pull somebody from Japan, make it a musical artist or at least a voice actor or actress. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think cosplayers should be 
I, I mean, the whole thing is cosplayers are, are yeah, I, I get that they're part of the industry, but they're also the fans of the industry, and they started doing the cosplay to be fans. And when you start getting paid to have fun and all of that, it's, I, I mean, it's it's more <clears throat> modeling than cosplay then. So you're being paid to come over and model and like that's one thing that's great for them that they're getting that recognition but don't call it cosplay at that point yeah that that kind of bothers me you know i don't know why but it's like you find you meet someone who is a cosplayer you're like you're a cosplayer no i'm a model but um you're dressed as so and so from this series you're a cosplay no i'm a model this is part of my modeling career and i'm like And Gamer Girl X makes another valid point. I should start keeping tallies for people who make valid points on the show. Remember back in the day when you could only get a 100-time copied VHS copy of an anime fan sub from a friend of a friend? I have a few of those. I stopped buying uh, fan subs when I bought Volume 2 of Love Hina. <coughs> Come to find out the dude had a VCR hooked up to his computer and was playing the episodes through Windows Media Player. And the t- and the audio quality and the video quality is as deteriorated because it's been rewound and played so much that it sounds like everyone's talking with their head in a fishbowl. Actually, the audio quality was good. It was the video quality that was really bad. But um, you know what? Was, you know what they should do? You know how we have like the Toyo Plus Lounge now? They should have like make it more like a smokers lounge. Have someone playing lounge music on the piano, and have like a. a, a a, a tube television in the back with a VCR just playing some Dragon Ball Z and it's like a fourth generation copy and it's muted just, it's just you just see the subtitles even better <coughs> lounge, <coughs> lounge versions of popular anime songs I would love to hear a lounge version of its love from Ronma one half of the movie or Moonlight Densets <laughs> <laughs> And Jay Green goes, 420 Lounge? I see what you did there, sir. That would be nice. <laughs> yes. Okay, all right. Move, moving on, moving on, moving on. Ari, would you like to take this next one? Uh, if you insist. Go for it. A voice actress to make a pro wrestling debut. Oh, boy. Hmm? Comedian and voice actor Noburo Maeda who was from Onigaima Melody, tweeted a poster for the special guest at the Gamshara Olympic 2013 professional wrestling event on Saturday. Maeda stated that the voice actress Ai Shimizu will make her pro wrestling debut at the December 1 event in Kira Kyushu, and that he himself will participate as her manager. When asked by her followers, Maeda insed- insisted that this was for real. The separate poster lists the event's main stars. Shimizu has worked as a voice actress for over a decade, starring as Karen Onodera in Please Twins, Mikoto Minagi in My Hime, Ren in Dear Ass, Road Camelot in D. Grayman, Seraphol Leviathan in High School DxD New, and Mio Kisaki in Valkyrie Romans. Wow. This is a hell of a transition. Well, it's not. Look. 
Look, um... Wait, wait, wait. This has the potential of being a great gimmick. You know how some people... been done. WCW. What? When? It wasn't a voice actor, but it was an actor turned wrestler. Oh, God. That, don't, 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 don't you dare fucking bring that up. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, I am, so don't fucking bring it up. What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> like... <clears throat> Like, so, like Chikara for a while had a character called Retail Dragon who pretty much wrestled in like a Target uniform. You know, the, the riff on the whole wrestling doesn't pay mm-hmm. thing. You know, I have, have wrestling plumbers at one point. Wrestling. Like people who take their jobs as their gimmicks into the ring. How, like, I don't think anyone's ever used a voice actress gimmick to, uh, advance her pro wrestling career, because if this is happening in WWE, you'd see vignettes about this for like five, six months saying how they're going to use the pro wrestling, the WWE and pro wrestling to take over voice acting for cartoons. Yeah, and here's the Jeff thing. Jeff Jarrett had a similar gimmick with taking over Memphis, Tennessee. Here's the thing. The gimmick will come through. They'll do two matches. You go to the, you're reading the dirt sheets. This person has been Future Endeavor? Yes. And it's like, and I can just hear it now. Come, coming down the ring, weighing in at 235 kilograms. The meanest voice actor there is, Noburo Maeda! Wow. I know, that was really bad. Yes, no, it I'm was. Just, plus, I'm sure Mako is seething because we diverged in the pro wrestling talk again. <laughs> Not really, because she put this I, article I, pu- I picked this, so... Oh, you're throwing us a bone, huh? Yes. Yeah. My whole thing is, if she can, if the wrestlers can become actors, why can't actors become wrestlers? Well, Gold, well, Bill Goldberg was a running back for Atlanta Falcons for he turned wrestler. That's something, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just wrestling is really, you know physically intensive, you know, they're on on her like 250, 300 times a day they're taking bumps like several dozen times in a ring made of wood and steel, yeah. and does no in no way resemble a trampoline yeah but anywho, and the internet will make fun of you if you screw something up and botch, but the, on the plus side you will at least get to appear on Botchamania if you're that lucky hi Matthew oh, on a side note update on a Bubblegum Crisis Kickstarter I want you to know, they hit their goal in four days. Nice. They're at $99,117, $1,449 backers with 18 days to go. And I will be dropping my 50 bucks on my Ultimate Edition, not on this paycheck, but the following one, because I'll have two days left. <clears throat> and I will be setting my timer as a reminder to... Buy the DVDs, buy the DV- buy the Blu-rays, buy the Blu-rays. <laughs> Speaking right. of which, there's a a project. There's a uh, what's it called? Wrestling Pixels, the World Tour of Wrestling game mm-hmm. Kickstarter. I was just uh, plugged in the chat. Yeah, I heard I heard about that. I, I actually th- shared it on my Facebook, which was pretty cool. They're about halfway over, like halfway to their uh, goal of eighteen grand. It's nine nine thousand six hundred right now. Well, they have three cool. weeks ago. I'll probably hook them up with a couple bucks my next paycheck, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Maka, you want to you want to cover this one? Yeah, I'll cover this. Cute. Um, Kuroko no basketball. Uh, if you've been listening, we've covered some of this stuff, um, <clears throat> but it seems that there's been threats to different bookstore chains, uh, basically trying to get them to stop selling, and. Um, like, this whole story started last October, um, where a, a paper attached to a container basically said that um, it was written on there that they hated the guy that writes the manga to stop writing the manga. Um, the containers um, were found to hold what looked like a hydrogen sulfide type liquid. So there were a lot of threats about we're going to boil this if you don't stop the if you don't stop the manga stop the manga things like that. Well, <clears throat> since then there's been quite a bit of threats. Um, the threatened bookstore chains. Some of them are actually giving into the threats and pulling the manga. Some of them are not. Um, Junkudo said that we are not considering removing it and adding that it has received requests, requests to remove specific titles in the past, but does not respond to such requests. Um, books are works of expression, and bookstores are in a position to maintain them for readers. We cannot so easily remove them. It's a matter of freedom, uh, freedom of expression and freedom of the press. <clears throat> but at the same time, um, the letters are starting to single out other other manga types. Um, one of the letters singled out uh, Kuroko no Basketball directly, but also disparaged pirate manga, ninja manga, and decadent, obscene, gourmet manga. Um, there have been different events that have been canceled because of threats of uh, chemicals and things like that. Um, there were, uh, cookies, um, in 7-Eleven and another, uh, a, fa a family mart, a convenience store, mm -hmm. that they received threatening letters saying that, um, poison and, uh, agricultural chemicals were put into some of the snacks, so they had to tem temporarily remove some of the cookies that were in these different um, in these different stores, and basically the whole thing se seems to stem from somebody that just really doesn't like the guy that makes the manga. It's a little disproportionate, don't you think? Kind of, sort of. It seems like you know, might have been somebody he went to school with, someone like that who hated him, or like you know. So, drink the haters' tears. That's yeah. what I do. Or this is a real fucked up publicity stunt, you know? Well, why would you have a publicity stunt that's going to cause your your sales to go down? Well, maybe they didn't think it was going to go like this, you know? You figured you get the name out there, like, why are they threatening this guy? Let me see what's going on. Oh, this is a good manga, you know? Like I said, it's a, it's a hor publicity stunt gone horribly wrong. I mean, basically, well, that would be something for in the beginning, but yeah. this has been going on since last October. Yeah, so, so it's more like a dude, this person has a 
as an axe to grind against against a mangaka. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this has been going on for over a year now, and while it has taken some breaks, um, there have been all sorts of different conventions that have been fully canceled because this guy was going to be there. Um, and it's just, it's really getting out of control, and there's, it's either the fact that the cops just don't give a shit, or that this guy is hiding so well that they can't find him. Mm. I think it's, he's probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. But, I mean, the fact that it's been going on for over a year, it's like, I haven't read this manga, and I believe there's an anime out now. I haven't even watched that, because I'm not into the sports type, uh, the sports type manga and anime. Um, and it's, it, it really is just your typical kind of sports story. Just it's basketball instead of football or tennis or any of those other ones. And no one's um, sporting a Jets jacket. <clears throat> yeah. But, I mean, it's, 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 gotten a little bit crazy. It is what it is. I guess some people are just like, you know, kill it with fire till it's dead, then kill it some more. It just, it seems kind of like the only thing that I could think of for somebody to go that crazy into this is that the guy stole this person's idea. Could be. I mean, that's the only thing that I could think of for them to target the, not only the, the guy that writes this stuff, but also all the events that this stuff is supposed to be bringing up. It's crazy, what can I tell you? Just doesn't make any sense to do this shit, but that's how some people are. Fucking stupid. Yup. Yeah. Definitely fucking stupid. But, I mean, it's it's just become kind of just commonplace. Best thing he could do is, is just, just ride it out, you know? Yeah. Let me just grab this real quick and go ahead. We'll cover our last article. A couple things I didn't get a chance to mention at the top of the program. We'll get into that and then we'll open up the Skype line. Now, I understand that, you know, over time when you reboot a series or you continue a series, the character, the character designs will slightly change. You kind of keep up with the current trend of style. That's usually good. But this time, not so much. Fans are outraged at the new Moe Moe Lupin. And I'm looking at the pictures. I mean, yeah, I can see it's his eyes, but it's still Lupin, you know? What are they worried about? He looks just fine. You know, the trailer for the new movie, Lupin the Third, Princess of the Breeze, has been stoking outrage amongst fans of the classic <laughs> franchise for its new character designs, which has been damned as moified like and like Precure. The trailer, which is already out, the movie will be out November 15th. 
Fans are not happy about this new shiny-eyed Lupin, moaning profusely about the producers daring to fiddle with the decades-old design. People have said the following. God, they're making it into a Moe anime. Those pupils. Don't be making Lupin eyes all shiny. They pre-cured up his eyes. Shoujo manga style, why? Lupin is doomed to become a Moe, Moe Moe anime for Creepy Otaku now? What the hell? And so on, and so on, and so on. I like this one at the very end. It says, just pretend it's his latest disguise. It works! <laughs> but what, it, I mean, what if it is, it's though? It's kind of disturbing to see his eyes all, like, shiny and things like that. But that last picture that they show... Yeah. He's, like, young-looking and pretty, and he's not supposed to be like that. I mean, look at that picture. That is not Lupin in the last picture. He's supposed to be old and charismatic, not young and charismatic. Okay. Yeah, something like so that. So it's one out of the three. It's, mm. it's, it's you know, kind of sort of bad. He still looks kind of threatening in the other two, especially that second one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's still got that kind of... Like, you don't expect Lupin to... He, he's not supposed to be your typical kind of bishonen. Yeah, he's not supposed to be the bishy. And that last picture, it's like, he, he doesn't have the elongated face. It's... It's slightly he, elongated. It's just, he's he's not Lupin in that last one. I mean, I, I can forgive them for the eyes in the first one, especially since they made his hands and knuckles all hairy. Which is typical Lupin. Mm. And that second one, yes, he's got the, the devious kind of smirk, but that last picture is just really creeping me out. He kind of looks like a cleaned up Dane Cook in that one. <laughs> did you have to bring him up, please? Yeah. Really? Yes. Yes. yes, I did. A lot of... Like, hopefully people can just mo- get past and, and say, oh, wow, this is actually a really good story in this uh, movie. Mm. I'm if, hoping anyway. I think it will. I just think Lupin is just trying to kind of catch up with the current dis- current style of the times. Because I bet you this right now. We have yet to see trailers or previews for the new Sailor Moon anime. It's already been said it's going to be closer to the manga. How much you want to... And even though it's already been said, if you're, n- you're not going to like it if you're a big fan of the anime. How much you want to bet the fans are still going to bitch after the first episode because it does not look like the anime. Oh, they're gonna you can set your watch to them bitching. Yeah, yeah. you know that's gonna happen. Exactly. Well it took a while for me to get used to the new design in Pokemon, but I I, I like it. I mean, cause I I because when I read the manga, I'm like to me the manga it had more of a too much of a cutesy art style, but as I'm reading it, I'm like God damn, Naoko, you are a deviant little motherfucker. The fuck is you doing? I must keep reading. It was that deep to me. Shit, I'm about ready to put the manga back on my tablet and reread that son of a bitch. But, um, anyway, the, the Skype line is open. If you have something to say, you can Skype us at Anime Jam Session. Uh, we will be taking Skype calls if you call in in between uh, new... Uh, our stories from Japan. A um, couple of quick things. I started to watch more anime, and Mar- my friend Mario, he recommended Gundam Build Fighters. 
Okay, have you ever seen Angelic Lair? I think once or twice, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the male equivalent to Angelic Lair. And I'm not hating on it. Because I loved Angelic Lair. That was one of the few series when it came out. I bought the DVD every time it came out. It's one of my favorite uh, shoujo series. So I'm like, I'm loving this show. And it kind of reminds me of this game called Custom Robo for the DS where you built your own robots and you built and you, and you threw it in the fight and stuff like that. I pulled that game out on the way home from work and started trying to clear some of the mission modes on it because I haven't touched that game in a while. I think once I clear all the mission modes, I'm going to erase the data and start, start a new game. Too bad there's no New Game Plus on there. Alright, now, let's go ahead and talk about news from Japan. Alright, gripes over stadium overshadowing the 2020 Olympic Games euphoria. Just weeks after they rode the wave of the, of the Olympic victory when Tokyo won the bid to host the 2020 Games, we've come into a slight issue here. The eye-catching architectural centerpiece, which is a futuristic bike-helmet-shaped style stadium, is too big to say distractors. And what's more, that others add, it's too expensive. A huge building is not always loved by people, and after the Olympics are over, many people will be forced to see it, said Fumihiko Maki, an award-winning Japanese architect responsible for one of the new towers for the World Trade Center complex in New York. Lovely. The proposed stadium, designed by London-based Iraqi architect Zaha Hadid, is intended to occupy the spot of the present National Stadium, an area with numerous parks and large Shinto shrine. It's going to be about 70 meters. The 80,000-seat facility would tower over most of the structures around it, and a part of a densely packed city that is historically restricted the height of the buildings to no bigger than 15, no taller than 15 meters. It will make it visible from all over west of Tokyo, including the immaculate kept. National Shinjuku Gyogen Park, a green lung tucked underneath the skyscrapers of Shinjuku. It's important that people don't have to see it if they don't want to, said Maki. If there is no event going on inside the stadium, it's just an enormous object. The 85-year-old has pedigree in the Olympic project. He was one of the architects in the run-up to the 64 Games, Japan's coming out party as a modern industrial nation. When they built the Tokyo uh, Metro Gymnasium in 54, just next to the planned new stadium, there were strict regulations to protect the landscape there, he said, referring to the building for which he won the Pritzker Architecture Prize. All right. He's, they've got a point about mm -hmm. the uh, cost of the building. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people don't know that the Olympics, the hosting Olympics can you know, fucking bankrupt the host city. Yes. Um, uh, like, Toronto never really recovered from it. Greece At never... Athens, yep. mm -hmm. oh, God. There's, like, 24 stadiums for, like, maybe one or two events, and all but one of them right now are Hobo Warrens. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, now... Vancouver has given up has given up on trying to make a buck on the repurposed Olympic Village. And, uh... Well, that's what cities like Detroit have said, yeah... No thanks. We don't want to put in any more bids. Are you kidding me? If Detroit held the Olympics, they all, the entire place would be torched in 24 hours. Detroit is a shithole. <laughs> but, uh... <clears throat> yeah, I like following that sort of stuff. You know, the bidding process to find mm -hmm. out what what uh, cities are in the running. Um, 
I know Philadelphia wants to uh, put one in for the 2024 games. That would be cool. I mean, Atlanta actually they made they didn't go bankrupt. They from my from my understanding they still use that Olympic Stadium to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could just and I think they wanted <coughs> to bring the Olympics to New York. Oh God, that would be a clusterfuck if ever. Clusterfuck and yeah. a half. Let's not even joke about that one. The 50-meter dash in the subways. <laughs> Race a train while you're down there. <laughs> Pretty much. That would actually be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know who be you know who still be the winner of that race? Huh. The goddamn rats. Uh-huh. <laughs> special what? Olympic Express to get you. Fr- yeah, they they they'll be special. All the trains will be running local. All the express tracks will be just go from point A to point B for Olympic events. Oh, that will piss off. That will piss half of New York City off if it. Shit. Next article, please. Somebody, anybody. Sure, I'll take a stab at it. Go for it. In need of companionship? Why not rent some? Okay, before we continue. I saw this on ANN last week, and I wanted to bring this up, because I just face-palmed for this. Please continue, please. Did you put your face through? Did you put your palm through your face? Yeah, then I did the whole castle gif. Okay. For a guy, it can be difficult to get along with without female friends. In Japan, work ethic and subsequent exhaustion tends to tire to tie many men to their workplaces beyond the call of duty, and generals can be highly restricted. If you're a single man who is not socially confident, how do you get enough positive human interaction? We all need to tell someone about our troubles and yarn about the day-to-day minute that friends and family share. Maybe you want to go out to a nice restaurant, but how can you go alone? Maybe you have relationship difficulties and want to confide in someone. Maybe you need help with your computer or organizing your stuff or career counseling. Everyone needs a female friend, and in Eastern Japan, Client Partners KK is one of the companies one company which offers a rent a friend service. What? <clears throat> yeah. Build us women only odd jobbers, Jose Dake no Benria. The services they offer do not include anything untoward. <clears throat> In the commodification of today's world, rental friends should come as no surprise. What is surprising is how much of this kind of human sh- contact benefits lonely people. Differs in the service and the staff member, but basically there's an alcohol fee of 3,000 yen plus about 3,000 yen per hour. A recent article in the <clears throat> Asahi Shimbun gave a rundown on one customer's experience. A 35-year-old single man from northern Kanto who uses the rent-a-friend service once <clears throat> uses the rent-a-friend service once a month. Let's call him Kenji. Kenji travels into Tokyo to meet his rental female friend at 11 a.m. in her customary meeting spot in front of a clothing store in Harajuku. Having said their hellos, they make their way to legendary nerd wonderland Akihabara. Kenji is a fan of pro wrestling, so they not only browse through aisles of masks and t-shirts, he's embarrassed and diffident, but before long he is opening up about his troubles in life. She draws him out and shows genuine empathy for his mother who was in the hospital and all the other concerns that have been shouldering his day. They have curry for lunch and continue shopping. When it starts raining, he shelters her with his umbrella. At 7 p.m., they part ways 
and Kenji passes his rental for about 31,000 yen in cash. God damn. Okay, I want you to know something. They have a service like that here in the States. It's called Call Girls. Yeah. I was about to make something make a remark about those <laughs> lines. Fucking reading all that made my tongue get all tired. I'm just like What the fuck? Yeah, you mean we we live in a world where you have to rent a friend? I mean I Growing up we were told that buying friendship was was other sh- was utter shit. Like one of the shittiest things you could do. Well, I want you to know something. It, it, it's funny that I'm I'm making a mockery of this, but buying friendships happen all the time. You want to know where? Where? Washington D.C. <sighs> you know I'm right. Insert losing horns here. <laughs> That's that wasn't the same level I was thinking about, but yeah, let's go with that. Here you go. Yeah, this is... It has some potential to be, you know, fucking creepy. I mean, what if the guy, you know, oversteps his bounds with the lady? You know? I think think there's there's that level where they're not going to, and... And as Gamer Girl X, who was on the ball tonight, links us to this one article that young people in Japan stopped having sex. The fuck? Let's move on. I feel my brain breaking at this point. Just because it's not a necessity for them. Alright, well, you know, uh, at least on the plus side, it will contribute contribute to the, um, to the growth population, you know? Yeah. Alright. Last article. Go for it. Um, police have arrested a man after the remains of his mother were found in a freezer in their home in Fukugawa, Hokkaido. Uh, Hokkaido. Jeffrey Dahmer, he is not. According to police, local officials discovered the remains of <clears throat> Yukio uh, Tsukiki, Tsukichi, 73, in a freezer located in the basement of her home on the night of October 30th. TBS uh, reported Saturday. Police made the discovery after receiving multiple calls from concerned neighbors who had noticed her absence in, since mid-September. The woman's second oldest son... Hideki Shikibu, 43, was charged with murdering his mother. Although Shikibu had been registered as living elsewhere in Hokkaido, he had in fact been living with his mother for quite some time, police said. Autopsy reports confirm that uh, Tsukichi had died of suffocation after signs of strangulation were discovered on her neck, uh, adding that the remains had been placed in the freezer a few days after her death. Uh, police said Shikibu has confessed to killing his mother. Jesus, I don't like living at home with my parents either, but you, I wouldn't go to this fucking 
This fucking depth. Same here. I mean, dealing with that type of shit, that just motivates you to save up more money and move the fuck out, you know? Well, um, one of the comments says, let me guess, he was unemployed and freeloading off his mom. She got tired of playing, of him playing video games and told him to get a job. They got into an argument and he killed her. He placed her remains in the freezer so he could receive her pension. And that's... Well, Sadly, probably true. Damn, that's that's one of the plot lines. That's part of the subplot lines to uh, Shameless. And we go to the chat room at LiveVogNetwork.com. Gamer Girl X says, Japanese Norman Bates. I'll buy it. Oh, that kind of lets a bad taste in my mouth. Well, luckily, the music that that's coming out won't do that. We'll, we'll put a better taste in your mouth. Okay. Shall we start? Shall we play some music and wrap wrap shit up? Please. Yeah, it's getting a little bit late. You got it. We'll be back.
Well, now, we kind of finished earlier as I expected. It was not as late as I, that I hoped that we didn't land at, so which is good for me. Not bad considering all the problems we had in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario, I'm like, I don't want to reboot. I don't want to reboot. Hell, I've been meaning, I've been meaning to shut down and reboot my computer for the last four days. Cause, guess what? You haven't been at home to do it. Uh no. I finally got got the replacement fan. Wow. Oh, so you can install that then? Yeah, I'll, I'm like, you know, as soon as I get the update from Komodo for the restart, I'll shut my machine down and do it. Started working on videos from Castle Point. Nope. And I'm working on the dating game. I'm like, oh, I'm going to need it. I'm going to need to refill my my shot glass for this. Yeah. I'm I sorry. A, I have a bunch of them lined up back to back. They like some kind of Rube Goldberg device where you put where you put one in, sends it to the back of the queue, and refills it. So you have a never-ending flow of shot glasses. Mm. Speaking of a never-ending flow, <laughs> Mako, Ari, we have to go to the Palisades Mall one of these days. Where is that? Up in Rockland County, across the Tappan Zee Bridge. Is that near you? That's past me. Oh. Okay, what's up there? Besides the Palisades Mall, conveyor belt sushi. Why would I ever want to go there? To watch us eat conveyor belt sushi. That's just rude. <laughs> Bad enough I can't eat this stuff, but you gotta eat it right in front of me? Come on now. Well, maybe they have stir-fry there. I'm guessing. I hope so. I'm sure that if they have a website, they have a menu. Yeah. We we got, we got have to do that. That sounds tasty. Yes, yes it does. It's probably cheaper than the sushi that's around the corner from my house. Although, there is an all-you-can-eat sushi bar. Funny thing, my co-worker was telling me about, about the benefits of, of all-you-can-eat, and I'm like, well, when you think about it, if you're paying 20 bucks for all-you-can-eat, of course you're going to start going after the most expensive shit. Yeah, I went to an all-you-can-eat and basically ate nothing but spider rolls. Ah, uh, so yep. tasty. Especially Naruto rolls. Yeah, those are pretty good, too. Yeah, definitely. So, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. So, if you want to tell us if you like the show, you hate the show, what we can do to improve the show, shill out your stuff, you can hit us up at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. And also, don't forget to check out our website, AnimeJamSession.com. Um, our AAC, oh, Ari's AAC report is up. Uh, Linwood's Comic-Con report will be up shortly. Um, definitely check the site out. Um, if there's any issues or complaints, you know, just, there is a contact us page. Click on that and let us know. And also, on, there, on the right-hand side is where we'll keep all the podcasts. But for some reason, if you can't access our website because of web filters, and I know that feeling all together... You can always find our podcast at Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, and Double Twist, Blueberry, and Xbox Music. And now, TuneIn Radio Pro. Yes, even though that app is available on Android and, and iTunes, I mean, Android and iOS, you can now get the app for your PlayStation 3. So, fire up on your PS3, listen to us while you're doing work on your, on your computer. That would be pretty cool. 
definitely check out our YouTube page. YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. All of our convention videos, interviews are all there. So definitely check those out. We also have our own personal um, YouTube pages. You can find me at youtube.com slash DJ Ron Mess. Ari is at Ari22682. And Mako Chan's over at Jupluna. Twitter. Twitter.com slash anime jam session. Follow this follow us there if you want to, so you get me the first check out when photos, videos, website content, conventions that we're going. If you want to know that before everybody else, definitely follow us there. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find me at DJ Ron Mass. Ari is at the Ari Man. And Mako Chan is at Joe Videa. Definitely check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash anime jam session. Let's go ahead and see how many fans we have today. We're at 2,639 fans. All I gotta say is thank you. As long as you keep liking the page, liking the photos, the videos, articles, everything that we post and move forward, we'll keep ask, we'll keep giving you more stuff. You know, that's the best we can do to, to, pre, to show our appreciation because we are, after all, the number one Facebook uh, Facebook page with a podcast on the Vogue Network. Woohoo! Yay. Damn right. If you want to follow us on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmas. Mako-chan is at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. And like I said in the top of the uh, broadcast, we are on the VOG Network, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Encore presentation Thursdays at 1 p.m. But we're not the only show on the VOG network. It's VOG, Voice of Geeks. There are other geek-centric podcasts and programming on this network. If you're into books, movies, television, current events, pop culture, British programming, especially Doctor Who, we have four podcasts for you right at Reality. We have Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, and Under Sedation Live. If you like playing World of Warcraft, you should check out WoW Wednesdays. We got Girls Gone Wild at Wednesdays at 12, and Horde House live Wednesdays at, uh, at 10 p.m. Definitely you want to check those out. And if you like us on Anime Jam Session, you should definitely check out Electric Sisterhood. They're on before us at 8 p.m. They're like the female perspective of what we discuss, and they're pretty awesome chicks to hang out with. I should know, I've hung out with them for like, the last two or three um, PAX East. I think it's half the fun going up to PAX East is hanging out with them ladies. It, it is awesome. We bond. It's cool shit. And if you're into video games, gamer talk, gamer lifestyle, gamer discussion, you definitely want to check out the flagship programming of the VOG Network. It's the Bobby Blackwell Show, which is Sundays at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio, Sundays at 9 p.m. This is all Eastern Standard Time. So you definitely want to check out those shows. Okay, people. Um, Ari, last words, my friend. Someone I follow on DeviantArt found a picture of a tombstone up in Mystic, Connecticut that is labeled Ketchum. What? Oh, yeah. Here, I'll link it in the chat. Oh, but please that, do. That's not what uh, got my attention. Like, well, that did, but uh, the fact that the fact that the uh, tombstone that has the Freemason emblem on it—that's what uh, piqued my interest. Ah, 
it's kind of funny. I remember reading an article about the Atlantic Atlanta Airport. Um, it seems that when they expanded it, they had to um, they expanded it to a cemetery, so they had to um, move the bodies to another place, resting place. Two of the bo- two of the bodies they never pulled out, so they're still there. But there's like markers on the runway to let you know that they're where they're resting at. And I just, oh, good! So it's haunted. I don't know if it's haunted, but I, I found it interesting. That I found that on um on um on on the consumerist dot com. It was a pretty interesting read. Damn bizarre. Yeah, I guess if the Ketchums are mystic, that explains Ash's skills with Pokemon. Sure. Hmm. Marco, last huh. words. Um, I'm just thinking about all the crap I have to do. <laughs> you need another drink, don't you? No, I'm just thinking about all the crap I have to do before Friday. She um, always needs another drink. What are you talking about? My mother's birthday is this weekend, and it's her 50th, so she's having a big party, and we're just trying to trying to get everything ready. Have fun with that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my last words. I'm going to have to probably get a little bit more sleep, because I find myself not waking up at 6.30, but closer to 7. But yet, I still get out of here on time for work, though. So I may have to look at going to a five, five and a half hours of sleep, give or take. Well, that's it. Another successful podcast. Woohoo. Oddly enough, the title of this episode is Kami said there'd be days like this, and he wasn't kidding. So, thanks for supporting independent podcasts. Thanks for listening to us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode and don't forget to check out scarletrhapsody.com they, the crew up there has um, a brand new uh, re- report and pictures from Rhode Island Comic Con so I'm Ranma I'm Ari and I'm Mako-chan great fight, great night see you next week and we out this bitch night say goodnight Mako-chan Good night, Mako-chan. Oh, there is a god. I was being nice. I do that occasionally. You got that shit right. Occasionally. has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time, the views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.